tonight on the Midnight Caller line, I'm happy to say we have Robin Millette. She's back, and we're going to catch up since last time we talked. Hello, Robin. Hello, Jerry. So, since last time we talked, I left YouTube, so there's a lot that's been going on that I have no clue about. But I, I did want to tell you this. Since last time we talked, you know, I had listened to the interview, and the point you made about the wrenches and the mods and coming up on panel, you know, really resonated with me because I had you to explain it to me, and it's really something I didn't understand. Because, you know, I always do things a different way. So somebody will ask me my opinion on, well, what do you think if I had this person on panel? Or did you see a problem with having this person on panel? And I come from a radio background, so I don't think anybody should be on panel but the main person talking. If somebody has something to say, then you pull them up. They say what they have to say, and then you let them back down, you know, kind of like taking a phone call. So I really didn't understand the way it worked. And you explained it to me, and through a lot of other decisions, I decided it's best for me to leave YouTube because I entered in the wrong way. I'm back on YouTube again. Just my, I put all my documentaries out. I have a new one coming out this Friday, Robin. I think you're going to like it a lot. It'll, it'll come out midnight Friday morning about an experience I had kind of like a religious experience. This isn't the experience of the horror of my vacation. That's going to be after. But I mean, so you helped me understand what was going on and I'm, I'm on Spotify and I'm putting everything comes up first on Spotify. Then a week later, it'll come out on YouTube and I have everything blocked off now to where nobody can comment. There's no chat rooms. I don't do lives. And I find that for me, that that works really well for me. Right. And sometimes like I, the pre-recorded stuff is probably the best for some things, you know, because it keeps a lot of, um, uh, what's word? I don't want to say riffraff, but it keeps a lot of the drama. Drama, yeah, drama. Out. It keeps the drama out if you just keep it real simple like that. Always had. Have, uh, I feel like the stuff that I produce is always about the content. You know, it's not never about me. I'm not there to talk about me or how I feel about anything. I'm just like, hey, here's something cool. Let's check this out together, and that's it. That's what I want to do. Right. And then uh, there's a lot of people who do stuff like that on YouTube too. They, they, they do pre-recorded stuff and then they put it out and, and you know, it, it it's about their content, whatever it is that they're talking about. And, and that's what it is. It's not about like a discussion or anything really like that. And then sometimes I find those, Things like that, and more interesting, actually. You know, because then there's no interruptions, and you know, it's kept to the point of what the content's about. Oh, interruptions! Oh my gosh, I was on a panel last night, and this is a good example of it. I was on Buddy's panel, for example, and I'm actually I'm probably going to pull Buddy here on the midnight caller line so we can actually talk. Because him and I were were talking, and there's here's the way I am. There's people I'm interested in, 
And if I get a chance to talk to them, that's what I'm going to do. And I have the questions ready for if I get to talk to them. I talked to Marissa several weeks ago. And uh, she wanted to inter- she was interviewing me about PTSD. But I knew that if I ever got a chance to interview or talk to Marissa, there's some things I wanted to ask her. So that's why if you look back to that interview, it's me asking her questions like she's the one being interviewed. Because these are, I, if I have 15 minutes with her, these are the things I want to know, you know. And she was gracious, and, you know, we had that conversation where I finally got to know these things I always wanted to know. It's the same thing with Buddy last night. One of those questions was about, you know, Buddy's belief in God, you know, because he had alluded to it before, and I wanted to know. So he's telling the story, and it was a really good story. If you go listen back to it, he's telling it, and he's telling it really well, too, about how at first it was this way. And he's telling the story and then something changed for him. And as he got older, his views changed. It was a really good, good interview. And I I really liked it, but I was looking at the chat room at the time and the, the things that were going on in the chat room and were, were very distracting. And this was a point where you, there were just trolls in the chat room at the beginning of it, you know, nothing else, but, uh, trolls that were going back and forth to each other. And these were literal trolls that had never been there before. But, I mean, it was distracting. And I'm like, well, I really want to know about this. And then you have people, there was somebody on the chat room saying the people on panel are boring. I'm like, this man's talking about God. How do you think what he's saying is boring? And if you do, just go somewhere else. But for right. me. And you know what? Buddy is a, Buddy is a very, he, he's a very uh, eccentric man, but but he's very intelligent. He's a great storyteller as well. And, you know, yeah. Let me be blunt and, with and it. That, and that's, and think... that's the thing about the chat. Sometimes I don't pay attention to chats. I pay attention to the, what's go, what the person's saying, whoever's talking, you know, and who they're talking to on panel. If I'm not, mobbing for them or whatever I, I i pay attention to the people talking and not get distracted in that chat uh, because you get distracted there and it loses something i agree with you i was first of all let me talk about buddy a little bit okay, buddy buddy's amazing he's an amazing talent the man belongs mm-hmm. behind the microphone mm-hmm. talking to people but i feel like there's a golden golden area with buddy you know where where it's humor and wisdom and then it gets off into raunchy and if he never goes into the raunchy it's all amazing you know what i mean but if he goes into the raunchy humor you know then it puts some people off or most people off and 10 percent it doesn't but if he stays in this golden zone it's absolutely amazing and that's where he was last night and you're you're right about the chat and i was having a good time not looking at it but I glanced at it and I had people, you know, calling my name to do something about something, you know, which I couldn't do. And it just like threw the whole thing off. You know, there, there was the, the conversation about God and there was other conversations I wanted to have, but it's the same thing yeah. if, you know, and, and I talk about that, not because there's, I mean, all that'll get worked out. It's not a big deal. It was still a very interesting show. But he still did a real good job, and he's got a lot of better shows, you know, real good shows, come, not better, but really good shows coming up. But, I mean, it goes to that part about talking about 
these these deep issues with the social aspect of YouTube. I'd been on, I think I did my first live and it was a good one. In my opinion, it was uh, paranormal stories, I believe. And I had people being rude in my chat and it just threw the whole thing off. You know, we had pre prepared material. We're going to share it. And then, and you you think, well, I'm just not going to look at it, but it's really hard to do that. You know? Yep. I know Jerry, I've been there. Yeah, I did that. I did that video about, Marissa um, saying how before you do this stuff on YouTube, it'd be a really good idea to to go to Marissa's Patreon and uh, check that out and join that because, and, and you and I talked about it, it's not like it's a class, but if something comes up, she will help you. If you have a question, she'll answer you, you know, and you're going to have questions and she can cut right straight to the heart of the matter because she dealt with it before. But I mean, so that's where I am now, and I think I'm I think I'm on a pretty good place right now, but I have all my old it's not old stuff, but it's just stuff that I took from my Spotify and put it back on YouTube. I have it up there with no lives and no no comments on there, and now I'm about to start releasing my new documentaries. So we're going to see how it works. I think I think it'll be pretty good for me. Well, I'm glad to see you back, Jerry. I mean, I, I missed you, and 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 I'm and I'm I'm glad to see you back. You know, um, and and YouTube is a really hard place to figure out. I've had my struggles. I've been in the YouTube uh, world for about a year now, and as many people know, and you that I've had my ups and downs and ins and outs. And uh, Molly Golightly, Marissa, has, you know, helped me tremendously. She is a true friend to me. She has um, guided me, you know, and taught me how to have thicker skin. And that, you know, when people are talking about you, they just keep you relevant. Um, I don't, but what I've learned for myself is that I don't put my personal stuff out on YouTube anymore. I have done a lot of work on myself personally, inward. I'm in a much better place in my life. The things that I've gone through on YouTube, they've been not so pretty. And I'm okay with it now because I've grown from those things. I've learned a lot about myself. And, uh, you know, I've learned what I'm willing to accept and what I'm not willing to accept. And that... I don't have to be, I'm not a mean person. I'm a very caring and compassionate person. And I have done my best not to dog anyone out. And and I keep to that. Now, if someone asks me to do an interview and what my experience is or has been, 
I'm going to say it. I'm going to speak my truth, but I'm not going to just go around and talk about everything. But anyway, so I've come a long ways. One thing I've noticed about you lately is you've been doing a lot of um, work into content. You've been doing a lot of research into some of these. I've noticed, I've noticed, Robin, I've noticed you've been doing a lot of research into some of these cases. You've been spending some time behind the screen on this. You want to talk about that? Sure. Sure. What have, what have you been researching into? Um, a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to tell me everything in the cases, but just, you know. You know, like. Behind the, the scenes, what you've been doing. Like missing children and stuff. You know, when the, certain things come up with those things, I'll go and, and, and you know, look at videos and, and follow different things and, and, and just, I watch different things. Like, I have, I have all the time in the world to watch everything. So that's what I do. I spend a lot of time watching different things. Um, you know, most recently, I've spent a lot of time watching these videos and being very much invested in um, Von, Marvon McRae. And Andrea McCray, his wife. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Very, very so, slightly. I might know two sentences about it. Yes. Well, it's it's a everyday evolving thing. So, but, do you watch these and videos and and notice little details? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, and. You know, so, because that's what's going on right now. But I also watch other stuff, too. Like, I, different creators that I interact with, and I don't follow a whole lot. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's just a limited few. And I do mean a few. You know, like, the missing children uh, the Cody Bigsby, the um, Dolly Vision is uh, doing some searching of some area of, uh, and near the home right now. You know, I, I've been watching his videos, you know, but when that case first came out, I was very drawn to that as well. So, you know, it's just I, I watch these things and I pay attention to little things. I noticed some of these big creators mentioned, and I picked up on it, some of the research that you've done, so I wanted to ask you that question. Yeah, and when the the Doug Live in Northport incident happened. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk gonna, about that a little I'm gonna bit. I'm going to go to that one. Yeah. Okay, when that happened, and um, Molly Go, I, Marissa, I call her Marissa, Anyways, I was up on her panel, but I told her, I said, Marissa, I said, that guy that attacked Doug, I said, months ago, he and his wife and the three kids in the back seat followed Chris Laundry. They, they, they were taping it live. They were, they were videoing it live 
followed him to his home, and and the wife takes him getting out of the car and going up and talking to Chris Laundrie in his driveway and giving the man a hug. But previously, this man was all about Gabby Petito. I said, you never saw this video, Marissa? I said, it's out there. Somebody's got to have that video. And don't you know within minutes, somebody had that video and they were bringing it to her. You know, and so yeah, like stuff like that, it makes a difference. Stuff. This is the stuff that I do. Like I, I, I watch a lot of stuff, you know, and well, we and notice that people like me, we <laughs> notice what you do. Yeah. So I just, i watch a lot of stuff and, and like things just get filed away in my head. Like that's odd. That's weird. Can I ask you hmm. something about the, the Doug situation? Sure. Um, was the person that injured him, were they another YouTube creator or were they, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's horrible. I, I'll tell you right at the time I left YouTube and then I really, what I should have done is modified and stayed, but that's all right. Um, uh, the time I left YouTube, I felt like somebody's going to get hurt. I saw people on these different pan- panels with vile and venom. And I'm like, some of these subs, and especially the, the group we were in, is people with, um, you know, disabilities, you know. This is going to be dangerous. Somebody is going to get worked up and take this the wrong way and take it to the wrong level, you know. I exactly. felt that. And, and especially with, I mean, you can't just go on your panel and yell at 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning at the top of your lungs just with the filthiest language I've ever come out of the mouths of women and not have it affect people because, and and I'm just, maybe because I'm thinking like a man, some of these men that are in there listening to this, well, they have a natural instinct to where they want to protect or something. And I'm like, this is dangerous. Not only is the drama not something I, you know, want to be involved in, but you got this other aspect of danger to it. And, and there were some, I'm not using any names and don't even think you know what I'm talking about, those that are listening to me, because you're not going to know. But, I mean, I saw some women on there that were so just casually mean to people and and wicked and venomous in what they said that I'm like, this is not good. This is not good. I didn't want to be a part of it. And and uh, another part that I want to be part of it in, so there's two sides to every story. So there's this side to it, this creator talking about this other creator and this other creator talking about them. And you, it, it's almost like a good crime novel or, you know, a court case, a Dateline NBC. You're not going to know who to believe, but the drama's there and the potential for danger because words, words matter, Rob. And I got to, documentary coming out in a week i'm not trying to plug it but just to say this there's one thing i talk about there that your words can bring life or death you can either build somebody up or you can tear somebody down you know there's a book i read that um a friend of mine a long time ago we followed this series of books don miguel ruiz and the uh, the four agreements and in that book, he talked about our words are like an agreement, okay? 
and they have power. And, and he kind of referenced to like black magic, but I don't want to say it's like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to go like there, mm-hmm. but I know what you're saying. I agree a hundred percent. Well, if you just look I at have- Robin, for example, look at Robin, everybody. I've never seen her say anything to tear anybody down. Never. Now, I've seen Robin been torn down because of words other people said, but I've never seen her tear down. That's an example. And there's some other people that I never see them do anything but tear down. Well, you know, again, I, I, I'm going to go back to my personal for a second, which I try not to, but I am. All my life I was torn down. I've been torn down. And I just don't come from a place where I feel like it's necessary to beat somebody down. And words have power. And I have said for months on YouTube, on private, in private conversations, someone's going to get hurt. The same thing you've said. This is dangerous. You know, people are giving advice where they shouldn't be. This is being said, you know, like a lot of things, you know, and, and again, I've, I took a step back and really looked inward at myself. And, uh, you know, I don't ever want to cause harm to another human being. I've always been like that, and I'll always be like that. But I'm not going to allow people to continually hurt me. You can, uh, look, I gave you two strikes. (laughs) You you get to hurt me twice, but after that, like, I, I can't. And that's more than a lot of people give, right? But That is, yeah. Again, I have this compassionate side to me you know jerry i worked in a psychiatric hospital for two almost two years mike and and i learned a lot working there and um yeah i'm not trying to point anything out other than it just before I left, it it felt dangerous, and then after I yeah. left, then Doug got attacked, and the two aren't related at all, except for the it was like a pressure cooker, and um, you know there were other issues too, and I'm not taking I'm not trying to make this about me because this is about you, but although you do have a lot of knowledge and advice, so that's why I'm talking to you about this. Another problem I had too. Probably the major, one of the major problems, so I'd say it's one of the bigger problems, was some of the people I had contacting me were, these are people that liked me, you know, I guess it was at a particular time when I did a, a video about PTSD, and that got a lot of comments, and then a lot of people reaching out to me, and I didn't appreciate, the, the problem I had with subs is this, it was a particular subs and they know who they are because I've, you know, emailed them about this. And these are the ones that liked me, okay? These weren't haters. These were people that liked me. And then they would like me and say they were 
sympathetic to whatever the problem was and then they would attack me somewhere else i'm like what hello and it just felt like i gave people too much access i i, I let too much too many people in and i think that goes back to what you said about putting too much of yourself out there on youtube you know and and the thing that and, and then the pinnacle of that was and i want to talk to I want everybody to listen to me when I say this and you too, Robin, because you have experience in this and I know you probably agree with me. Nobody has the right to tell you, you don't belong on YouTube. I had people, these people that were contacting me that were sympathetic and they liked me and I was great telling me because I have PTSD that I don't have any business to be on YouTube. You know what? I fought for my country not for my freedom, but for the freedom of the Iraqi people, for a different people. Don't tell me what freedoms I have, you know. Nobody has the right to tell somebody they don't belong somewhere. If I want to be there, it's, that's between me and myself, you know. Yeah, that, Some, that, and that's awful. And, and you know what, I, I'm sorry that happened. You know, like, I, I hate what's happened to you. And you know that, like I've reached, I reached out to you. I, I hate it. I, I, I really do despise the. Um... Well, I didn't want to make this about me, but has anyone ever told you that you don't belong here? Maybe, maybe you just don't belong on YouTube. Yeah. And the, here's the thing. And Robin, you have PTSD yeah, they, too. They, they told me that I needed to, uh, particular people told me which is hilarious because these are people that, you know, well, I don't want, I'm not going to say too much about the people, but tell me what I needed to work on in therapy. Well, no, these people aren't in therapy. And from my personal experience, they need to be in therapy, but they wanted to tell me what I needed to work on in my personal, you know, therapy. You know, I've been in therapy for years. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm glad I am. I think I could I, use I think some. everybody out here on YouTube needs Honestly. to be in some kind of therapy. Oh, yeah. I'm serious. And, uh, you know, they basically told me I needed to stay off of here and work on myself. Well, well, thank you very. I want to say thank you very much to those people for telling me what I needed to work on. Because you know what, in the end, I feel like I don't want to say this, but I feel like I'm winning because I am thriving. You are. You are thriving so much better. And I do want to say something else that in the mix of all of my ins and outs and ups and downs with YouTube and people and, and trying to fit in, trying to fit in. I came to YouTube looking for friends, Sherry. Uh, that's it. I came to YouTube looking for friends. I thought it was like other social media sites, but it's not. It's a different, it's a wholly, it's a totally different animal. And I came here looking for friends and I tried to fit in certain places and, and I, it, and there were times that I I did say mean things about people because I felt like my back was against the wall. I was, there was no excuse. I did say mean things. 
And you know what? I regret those things. I have tried to make my amends to people. And when the thing is, the word amends means to amend your behavior. That means change it. And I believe in doing that. I have, again, been in therapy for years, and I know that that's what it means. So if I'm going to talk about being in therapy and what it's like, I need to demonstrate it. So to make my amends and to, you know, talk about personal experience, I need to demonstrate it while I'm on YouTube. That doesn't mean I have to share my personal whatever, but I just need to demonstrate it in the way I interact on YouTube. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing your insight here. That's for sure. Um, to, to talk about the, we don't belong on YouTube because we have PS, PTSD bit for a second. That's like, you know, PTSD are the scars I bear for defending my country or in defending the Iraqis against a totalitarian regime. Now, it's a disability I have. It's not, I, again, I don't have PTSD as bad as I think some other people do, but it's something I have and it's something I can't get rid of. And you learn once you have this thing that you can't get rid of that you have to work around it. You know, it's not that I belong off YouTube, but I just had to figure out my way. So, you know, I changed the way I do YouTube, you know, to where it's not as interactive as it is before, but my content really doesn't need to be there. You know, there are, there is an aspect of doing lives. I like, you know, for example, like me and you talking right now, we could do this over the phone on a live and we could take, take in phone calls of people listening that would have questions. So something like that I'm, I like to do, but, but do you know what I mean, Robin, just because, you know, and you have PTSD too. You know, that's something that you have that you can't get rid of. You don't need to hide in the closet and not go on YouTube. You just have to, you have to adapt. That's what I've learned to do is to adapt. And right. And, you know, I've talked about my PTSD on YouTube. And yeah, it, I felt like people, I've been living with it. Since I was five, I'm going to be 59 in September. So it stays. I, I, I don't. I talked about it and I felt like people didn't want to hear it. They all my life, a lot of that happened. I'm talking, but nobody's listening. I didn't belong. I don't fit in. Um, you know, the whole PTSD, whatever it is. You know, I can't. I didn't ask for what happened. You didn't ask for what happened to you. No one asked to get a disability. No one asked to have things happen to them in their life. It's like trying to navigate through something that you don't have a map for. 
And YouTube is a lot like that. It's trying to navigate and you don't have a map. Navigating the twilight zone. Yeah, sometimes. And, uh, you know, you don't have that map. But, yeah, the whole PTSD stuff, you know, it's just like walk, walk a day in somebody's shoes that have lived through some horrific stuff and then come back and talk about it. You know? I, um, I acknowledge that. A I'm sorry, part... I don't mean to get upset. But it's no, it's okay. Kinda... No, no, it's all right. <laughs> this is a conversation we're having, so. I, I know. I don't, I don't, I don't normally get upset on this anymore. I, um... I keep my emotions to my private self. And that's what I've also learned too on YouTube is you keep that stuff private. <laughs> I acknowledge that a part of the problem is the way I process information I receive. You know, it's not necessarily that those, and I, and I didn't, I don't mean to come off that way. Like the people that, well, I mean, there were people talking about me that were, that were telling me how wonderful I was. So yeah, that's weird. But I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the way I process it process it you know what i mean you know maybe i took it too personally because i wasn't ready you know to be so open in that regard you know what i mean it's like you said it's something you're learning to navigate but i mean i guess that's what life is like but in youtube i don't know if you've noticed robin but time goes differently on youtube than in the real world and youtube one week is like a month you know there's a lot always a lot going on yeah, one day is like a week. Yeah, you're right. It's more like one day is because a week. Different, uh, different creators following different cases or different things or, you know, I try to stay away from drama stuff, but, you know, it happens. You know, that kind of stuff, too. And it's just like, oh, dear, you know. But, yeah, it, it, it's like warp speed, <laughs> Is like warp speed. Yeah, the YouTube is like warp speed. So, do you feel like sometimes, you know, not just as as someone that like a sub to these different channels, you feel? I feel like when I go in there, if I just say hello, I might cause drama. You know, do you feel anything like that? Do you feel afraid to speak up in chat? Just you know to talk about anything there in chat. It took me a while to build relationships back with people that had gotten severed because I was perceived a certain way or my actions were perceived a certain way. Again, I'm going to give my friend Marissa a lot of credit for helping me rebuild a lot of relationships. So when I go back into certain rooms or chats or whatever you want to call it, that I can go in there and say hello. And Jerry, it feels so good to to have people. It's just say, they just say hello. Like, it, it, it's. It feels good to be accepted. Good, it, it feels good 
and, and I don't have to be afraid to, to say hello someplace. You know, I I don't go a lot of places. You know, I'm like I said, I have my my bubble that I stay in and my place on Patreon and Marissa's and I'm a member in a couple other places and you know and you know I subscribe and you know I but yeah I feel safe and uh, you know I just I try to carry myself with with a, with some respect and and so you know these people see that I'm not maybe what I was perceived to be you know because perception is is a, a whole other thing <laughs> it's, I don't know if any of that made sense it all makes sense and I think that that YouTube since the pandemic has been mutating since they opened up live streaming on YouTube. And I noticed that even in the live streaming that it's like things are mutating all the time, you know, things are changing so fast. And YouTube, for example, can just put out one new policy that changes things for everybody. You know, I know one of the new policies coming out or Nobody can hide how many subs they have anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Coming uh, July, the end of July, July 29th, yeah. But here's the other thing. I don't know. YouTube likes to come out with policies, but then when you have people that are visibly and and, and they're doing it openly, um, harassing or, or targeting you know, people, and, and you try and you turn them in, and then YouTube doesn't do anything about it. And one time, um, I was doing a, I did a story about NPR, and um, NPR did the story, and they had some incorrect information. I called them out on it. I had fair use in the clip, and I got. It got pulled off of YouTube because they said I was talking about COVID. And I said, what? There was nothing about COVID in any of this. I looked it up and over. I'm like, there's nothing about COVID, because, but because I talked about something that they didn't like, they used a cover just to pull it off. And I thought, okay, fine. But we, we were actually talked about this last night and we looked at the user statistics for YouTube and I think it had like 1.8 billion people. There's no way they have the resources to, to go over everything, you know, so they, they act like they have control, but really they don't. But what they focus on is you have people that are activists that are in there pulling down what they don't like. They pay attention to that. I've been, I've been, uh, around and around with YouTube before, you know, in a previous, previous incarnation of my usership. <laughs> Thank God I don't talk about politics anymore, but <laughs> Yeah, I just uh but gosh, I watched again. I watch so much different stuff on YouTube. I don't just watch the stuff like 
we watch. I watch all kinds of different things, Jerry. I watch people who do nails. I watch people who uh, do van life. I watch... I watch... There's this guy, he's called Dr... Uh, uh, Dr. Toe Pro or something like that, where he just is, he's a toe doctor. I mean, like, it's so much weird stuff to watch on YouTube. I know it sounds crazy, but. You got me interested. I'm going to check it out. This, I came across this where they have these people that do sit in these rooms. Now, these people are disguised in, like, uh, sweatsuits, and they have those white masks on their face and their voices are uh, disguised and they're talking about how they sit and they watch these people's, they watch all these lives. They're paid. This is their job to watch these things that are happening on these social media sites. But they were talking about how they this one particular gentleman, I guess it was a gentleman, watched people, somebody being murdered right on a live. And, and, and I was just like, whoa. But anyways, so there are people that they have that watch these things, but you're right. There's no way they can have enough people to watch it all. Did it talk about them going crazy? Because it seems like if I had to do that, literally, I'm, I would go but crazy. They, talk, they, they were talking about how how it affected their lives, and and they were with PTSD. And but the whoever, whatever, you know, social media site they were doing this for, you know, don't they do not compensate them or get them any help after they witness. You know, brutal attacks or murders or whatever. So yeah, I do. I watch all kinds of different things on YouTube. You know, one of the things I like. One of the things I like to watch is. uh, I want to tell you the names, but I can't remember. One is Simple Living Alaska, and uh, one. I like stuff like that too. Oh yeah, this man (laughs) he builds just him and his dog, and he builds this log. He has a wife, but she she wasn't out there building it. Actually, that's the one in Canada. He's in Canada, and he built this log cabin out in the woods. His name is Sean something. Sean Wallace. Mm. His first name's Sean. Anyway, it's really popular. I mean, and there's more views than any of these people, you know, that we know or do these lives. I mean, we're talking about almost a million people now. Just him doing a video, and he doesn't do lives, and of him building his log cabin and he doesn't have a great personality and he doesn't talk much at all, (laughs) but he's building this log cabin and he has the fire and he's cooking his breakfast and stuff like that. And there's this one with this couple and that's the simple living Alaska. And, uh, they live in a tiny house in Alaska and they show how they, how they hunt and fish and prepare their food. And, you know, they have more charisma for sure. And, you know, they have hundreds of thousands of people that watch. They, they have a, a video be out in three hours and have 300,000 views. 
and that's grown significantly, especially since the pandemic. But uh, I love watching stuff like that. And when I started becoming a content creator, you know, that's what I thought existed, you know, just, just doing the, um, putting your video out there, you know? And then I realized that they had these lives and I thought, well, I have a radio background. Yeah. And then I, I got into watch and I watched soft white underbelly. Oh, I've watched a few, another, a few of those too. Yeah. I watch it. All, I watch all his stuff and every day puts up a couple more. I watched when he did the Whitakers. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes the inbred family. Yep. I watched this, but I want to tell you about this other one that I got onto, and I and I love it. And the woman's fantastic. It's called she's a dumpster diving mama of two, and she's in Pennsylvania, and she goes dumpster diving. She works a job. She has twins. Her, her husband, and what she dumpster dives at night, and of and what she does is she gets. You would not believe the amount of stuff. And I'm not talking about produce or anything like that. I'm talking about packaged food, uh, clothing, home goods, sheets, laundry detergent, whatever you can think of that's thrown away, that there's nothing wrong with. Car seats, brand new in a box. Like whatever your brain can imagine that you would need, she gets. And what she does is she has hooked up with this woman in her area and all of the stuff gets donated to uh, some of the stuff goes to help the school district kids. Some of the stuff because, you know, they're low income and, you know, it's just the food and the supplies and stuff like that. And some of the stuff go to like a homeless, or not homeless, but for uh, domestic violence, women, the, you know, they're starting over different things like that. So everything she does finds and, and they know where everything comes from, but she has such a big following and so many subscribers and members and stuff like that. And people from all across the world and that they send her stuff from Amazon or whatever that she has, they send food, clothes, whatever, to donate as well. Like, it's fascinating. What's the name of that show? You said Dumpster Diving Mother of Two. Is that the name of it? Dumpster Diving Mama of Two. Mama of Two. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yes, she is. Her name's Shannon. She is fantastic. Like, she just started, like, it, she she just uh, originally a couple of years ago she just started going dumpster diving and then all this stuff because she you know wanted to get stop stuff get to be put in the landfill but what she was finding was I'm telling you she'll go out for seven hours in a night and her van can be filled to the top with stuff. Does she keep any of that stuff? I know probably if she has a big channel, she doesn't need to. Sometimes she keeps stuff, but that she finds. Anything Mm -hmm. that's donated, no. Like people, 
like I said, they don't, they send, and everything gets donated. 99% of everything gets donated. She is, and she has a great following. I, I was just like, wow, this chick gets in and out of those dumpsters. And when I saw the stuff that gets thrown away, I'm like, if I wasn't disabled and could walk and jump in and out of a dumpster and still had a car and driving, I would find me somebody to go along with me and I would be out dumpster diving and doing the same thing. I'm just kind of amazed at the amount of work that would be for a mother of two to do at night after children goes to sleep. Wow. And she works a job. Yeah. That's something else. If anybody thought they didn't have time to do something, I guess it just goes to show you that you can make the time. It's fascinating. And her girls are, her, her her girls are involved in like cheerleading. So, I mean, like she's very, she's a busy mama, (laughs) but yeah, like, you know, there's so much good stuff to watch. You know, there's, there's one other thing I noticed that I guess I wanted to talk about YouTube politics. But I noticed there were some people they would send me messages or email me or say something, and I never, you know, all the time on YouTube, I be, I, I never know what the hell's going on. It's like everybody knows, but they're not. They don't want to say it directly, so I go around not knowing what the hell's going on. But a lot of times, people would think I'd seen something that I never seen, you know. Like most of the time, well, you must have did this because he saw this. Man, I hardly watch any of this stuff. I'm over there watching these Alaska videos, you know. (laughs) If I come in and say hi, it doesn't mean I'm there the whole time, you know. But man, oh, man. So if you could give somebody advice, if they're thinking about being on YouTube or if they're having a hard time being there right now because they're going through something, what would it be? Well, there's a lot of different things you could say, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it would depend on the situation, like. Of okay, you, so how about somebody's feeling like really discouraged? What if somebody's feeling really discouraged right now? I would, I would, I would encourage them to find a a platform where they, just like I was saying, like the dumpster diving mama or. Or someplace that is more positive and uplifting, and 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 hang out there for a while while they're figuring out like the YouTube world, and then find a find their Marissa. You know what I'm saying? Or the Marissa? Uh, huh, excuse me. I said or the Marissa. Or the Molly Golightly, yes, Marissa. That too. But, I mean, I don't know what, what genre we were talking about here. At true crime, you know, or whatever. Good point, yeah. And so, you know, it would just be to find, and it's hard to find a one person that you can confide in. And I, and I have found a few people, and then, like, it's changed over time. Like they kind of just drop off and, and then I find another person comes up into my, and then I can find them, you know, like, but when I can, you know, you just, 
You know, I was listening to a song Just last hang night. In, I would I would encourage them to hang in there and to find a place where they feel safe. If you don't feel safe, don't be there. I was listening to a song last. Sorry to interrupt you. So I was listening to a song <laughs> last night. It was it was um, originally recorded by Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. It was the song "Hurt," but I was listening to the Johnny Cash version. But one of the lines in it is. Every everyone I know always leaves in the end, and you know if you've if you're if you lived any number of decades, you know that like you and I are talking right now, and we know each other, and you know we have other friends here on these you know YouTube streets or as I call it, or actually this is Spotify streets, you know. But it's true, everybody you know is going to eventually go away, you know. Mm-hmm. And it and it might not be a negative reason, but it's just everybody floats away. YouTube is like this ever-evolving platform. It's, it's like an it's like an angry amoeba, without shape or form, just undulating and moving and changing that fast. Mm-hmm. But there are a few solids that do stay. I've found, but you have to really search those out. And, you know, take a risk. And trust me, I've taken a risk a lot. I guess I'm a big risk taker. (laughs) Well, Robin, thank you for taking a risk and talking to me again. I appreciate it. No problem, Jerry. I always enjoy talking with you. I appreciate that. I want to let everybody know about this again. The show she was talking about is Dumpster diving mama of two i'll put a link in the show notes for those of you that might want to check it out and the man i was talking about his name is sean james i'll put a link to to him um i want to let everybody know i'm not completely blocked off you can still get to me i have a phone number right here you can leave a message if there's something you want to talk about robin if someone has a question for you could they leave me a message on here and i get that to you sure all right so if you have a question for Robin, too, this is kind of like delayed live radio. The phone number is 325-261-0892, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I always do. That is 325-621-0892. Again, Robin Millette, thank you very much. I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, Jerry. It was nice talking to you again, too. All right.